Let's do this. Clean. I'm feeling we're going to make a perfect run. Look at those waves. Look at those waves. We're, we're going to so be... Purdy. It's going to be a perfect run. Intro. Intro. Hello. Hello. You are listening to Good News, a podcast. Perfect. It's like what I was saying. Perfect run. Hello, hello. You're listening to Good News, a podcast. Coming up, a spoonful of sugar to make the news go down. We'll catch you up and give you an idea of what to look out for this week in the news. Midterm elections are quickly approaching. Well, not too quickly. They're on Tuesday, November 6th. However, primary elections are ongoing. Tomorrow, June 5th in California, it's primary election day. For some in the California Democratic Party, there's panic that the relatively new primary rules and a newfound Democratic enthusiasm may split the ticket and allow Republicans to take a district that theoretically would have gone to Democrats. The top two vote getters in each district will continue on to the midterm elections, but there are worries that the saturated Democratic field will split the vote, sending two candidates towards Congress that may not represent their constituents well. Elsewhere in the country, primaries continue. So everyone out there, if you're in California or anywhere else an election is coming up, register and vote. It's the foundation of our democracy. It's also important to note that the Supreme Court had a busy morning, releasing several decisions with more to be released at any time. The Supreme Court is important and often undercovered. What happens in the Supreme Court sets precedent as well as law. A simple but powerful statement. In the 2012 case of a cake baker from Colorado who refused a same-sex couple on the grounds of religious freedom, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of the owner, Jack Phillips, which may mean that other businesses, especially those that can be considered a form of art, can legally turn away individuals from their businesses. The owner of Masterpiece Cake Shop's decision is not viewed as discrimination in the eyes of the law. I wouldn't be surprised if this is just one of many similar cases pitting civil rights against religious liberty. It's crazy how slow the judicial system moves, and then all of a sudden, one day, we have a ruling. Well, in the next case, the turnaround was a bit faster, as the Justice Department pleaded with the Supreme Court to punish lawyers from the ACLU after an undocumented teen received an abortion last October. Justice Department officials believe that the ACLU committed professional misconduct. However, this morning, the Supreme Court dismissed the Justice Department's request. It also wiped the slate clean of lower court decisions in the case, displacing any precedent set in the case of the undocumented teen Jane Doe. Looking at the executive branch, last Thursday, the Trump administration imposed some tariffs, 25% on steel and 10% on aluminum, when the metals are imported from the European Union, Mexico, and Canada. Things to keep in consideration are the North American Free Trade Agreement, NAFTA, and the history of U.S. trading partners and allies. But that's something that would take much too long to explain. What's important to know is that tariff retaliations are expected. Another trade news? China. The Trump administration has some self-imposed deadlines in the middle of the month to enact tariffs if negotiations aren't made with China. The Secretary of Commerce, Wilbur Ross, was in Beijing this past weekend with the goal of creating a fair trading relationship. No immediate breakthroughs were made. While negotiations between trade partners break down, it looks like talks with the authoritarian dictator Kim Jong-un will take place in a few short days. This week, a top spy official met with President Trump offering him a comically large letter. It was, it was like this big. This, if you can see. 
my hands. It, it was big. The official had to have special permission in order to enter the country as he is specifically sanctioned by the U.S. In fact, there are reports that he was the one responsible for the hack on Sony Pictures before the release of the film The Interview. Negotiations over nuclear weapons still bog down the diplomatic conversation as both countries have a different definition of what it means to denuclearize. Like we've said in the past, we won't know if this historic meeting between President and Kim Jong-un will take place until it does. There are just too many moving parts and volatile personalities, so don't hold your breath waiting for a meeting that's still very much in flux. In continuing news from Mother Nature, volcanic eruptions on Hawaii's big island have passed the one-month mark. On May 3rd, Kilauea volcano erupted, and yesterday, June 3rd, a 5.5 magnitude earthquake occurred at the summit. An 8,000-foot-tall ash column was produced, according to the National Weather Service. On Friday, Hawaiian authorities issued a message to the affected parts of the island. Leave or get arrested. CNN wrote a good contextualization of the affected area's size. The lava from the Kilauea volcano has covered an area 5.5 square miles, four times as big as New York Central Park. In more Mother Nature news, back on September 20th, 2017, Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico. The official death count caused by the natural disaster is only 64. However, on May 29th of this year, just last week, a study published in the New England Journal of Medicine concluded that, quote, the number of excess deaths related to Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico is more than 70 times the official estimate. The survey conducted by Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health and other institutions estimates that the death count for the hurricane is over four and a half thousand. In other hurricane-related but less depressing news, Ernest Hemingway's home still sits atop an idyllic hill in Key West, Florida. And despite its storm-riddled location, the building has stood through over 168 hurricane seasons. The historians that managed the landmark even bedded down in the home, which was built in 1851 during Hurricane Irma. Museum director Dave Gonzalez told Popular Science, quote, We have probably the strongest fortress on the island that is not only a safe structure, but has been here since 1851 with zero structural damage. Just like Hemingway's structure of his books. So solid. <laughs> That's it. For more good news, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and almost anywhere you listen to podcasts, as well as the World Wide Web. Goodnewspodcast.com. Renovations to come.